Dobrodošli nakon Lengari, podcast o konstruiranim jezicima i ljudima koji su ih stvorili. Welcome to Con Langery, the podcast about constructed languages and the people who create them. I'm George Corley. With me down the roadways is William Annis. Hello. And over in the Netherlands, we have Christophe Francier Kuvitz. Hey, good evening. You may have to send me how to spell that. <laughs> um, Uh, <laughs> I, I know who is hit. That's the only. Goedenavond is G O E D E N A V O N D. Okay. <laughs> Now we know. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So today uh, is a special episode. So both Christoph and William went to the seventh language creation conference in Calgary. If you missed it, there should be videos online. Um, have they managed to improve the, 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 the first day is a little bit shaky on audio. Um, so that might be a bit tricky, but, uh, the second day worked pretty well as far as I saw. But, um, uh, uh, the, there's lots of secondary captures and stuff. I'm sure that there will be things put together but we just wanted to talk generally about what happened at the conference there were lots of interesting talks and people who were there got to see the conlanging uh, documentary prepare um premiere i did not because i didn't go <laughs> um so uh uh william you william gathered uh some clips for us uh interviewed some people who were there and we're going to get to that in a minute but um why don't i ask uh christoph i'll ask you first just like general impressions of how the conference went every and everything i still don't know how to put in words how much i was impressed by this conference i uh i've attended uh it's now my third one and one i organized myself but this was really the To, uh, above all and any expectation that I could ever had, the uh, the talks were fantastic. The um, uh, quality of the talks was great. In general, the um, uh, the people were great. The the venue was good. The, yeah, we had a few issues, technical issues, but otherwise it was uh, it was fantastic. It was really well organized. The documentary alone was more than worth being uh, uh, for me flying 16 hours to be uh, to, <laughs> to be in Calgary. <laughs> it was uh, it no, it was really. Um, a, a, every, I always say that every uh, uh, LCC is better than the previous one, but this one was really well. That was uh, uh, a step change. That was really really fantastic. I'm I had so much fun and basically for me it's uh, the special thing about this one is that i got to meet people that i knew only online sometimes for two decades 
I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Sarah yeah. Higley, uh, Sally Caves, is one of the first conlongers I ever got to know about when I discovered internet. And suddenly I was next uh, next to her talking talking with her. So that's so for me. That's that's that makes it special. That's something that is more than just how good the conference was and the the the, the uh, venue or anything. It was just the the human aspect was uh, incredible for me. So basically, I, I really loved it. I, I just have no not enough uh, uh, superlatives to say how great it was to be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, William. <laughs> well, I can hardly. I mean, I agree with everything that uh, Christoph said, um, including getting to meet people I've known online for a very long time, face to face. The thing that surprised me the most, you know, like before I went, I knew what the program was, but to then actually experience it, the incredible diversity of talk types mm -hmm. um, was unexpected and great. Um, and then just for me personally, you know, getting enough sleep was a really hard problem. <laughs> I know. I know the problem. <laughs> yeah, and not just for for the sun not setting when you expect, but it was hard to sleep when you like your brain is running over, um, you know, all of this new information you've been exposed to over the course of the day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was definitely. Um, I was just watching from home, and it was still a very um, a very interesting uh, thing to be watching. I I put the live stream up on the TV and watched there. Um, so, uh, we're going to actually go through, uh, the interviews you did, William, you got okay. like nine people to talk to us. Um, and, uh, I just kind of want to, to, to go over like what was said there and let that sort of guide our little conversation here. Sure. Okay. okay. So here's the first one. So we're here with Emily. Is this your first LCC? It is. I am super excited to have experienced this. What were your favorite talks? Oh, I couldn't choose one. They were all really yeah, interesting. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, my, my favorite part of the conference was just the breadth of the, uh, the knowledge that people brought to the table in terms of uh, there was some artistic stuff, some scientific stuff, there was philosophical stuff, and overall my brain is bigger than it was before I came. <laughs> <laughs> How did you think about the documentary? It was wonderful. It was worth every penny. Um, I hope I can, you know, someday see it over and over again. Right. Um, and hopefully there will be a sequel. Maybe. Maybe. That might take more work, but we'll see. All right. Well, thanks. No problem. So that was Emily. And uh, I guess. Okay. I'll just warn you that I didn't hear anything that what Emily said. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, you heard you did you hear William talking? Only the first bit. Afterwards, okay. nothing. The this is a okay. I'm going to have to splice that in later. Thought this was going to work. Okay, well, so Emily was someone who's new to the conference, and um, basically, uh, William, you asked her, um what were her favorite talks? And she was just talking about how 
it's sort of a, a wide array of things, right? You've got everything yeah. from, um, you had, uh, Joe Windsor talking about the, uh, like applying, uh, theoretical models. Um, and you've got, you've got, um, who was the, the woman who had the theater? Uh, oh, that was, uh, right. Kristen and Alan Trigger. Yeah. 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 They, they created a, a, a language for, uh, a theater production and they performed a piece. And you had like Jim Henry, uh, just, uh, talking half in Atlanta, half in English. So it's, it's a lot of stuff. Um, William, what was your favorite talk? <laughs> yeah, it'd be really hard to, to say because they're so different. Mm-hmm. I, out of all, I was just not expecting um, acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, to me, was the least expected um, and most interesting surprise. All of them had things that I could learn from, right? So I was frantically making notes. Mm-hmm. Through through most of the talks, um, so yeah, it would be very hard, honestly, to to pick. Yeah, I I, I have to agree. It's it's, it's just uh, uh, two different. There were talks that were more kind of meta, like uh, Lisa Marowski's talk, which was fantastic, a great opener for the uh, for the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some talks that were much more um, uh, technical. Uh, I, uh, William's talk about construction grammar was really great. It's really... Uh, 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 that and Joey's talk uh, uh, really inspired me on how to, be, uh, to uh, work on my conlongs better. Mm-hmm. But uh, in general, yeah, and the uh, theater indeed... Um, that uh, that that was incredible. Just seeing how they uh, uh, they worked on that, and then just play a bit in in front of us. That was just uh, fantastic. So very very difficult. You you just can't choose. There is uh, there is just too different. And uh, oh yeah, and then that that talk about uh, a language based on uh, based on prime numbers. That was. For me, as a uh, as an engineering engineer and a math nerd, that was that's really interesting. So yeah, that was not uh, for everyone. Sheldon Ebler's talk. I, I was like, "How do you? Oh, crazy! Yeah, how he solved the various problems of how you turn prime factorization into syntax was quite interesting. Although I will never produce a language remotely like that." Yeah, that, that, that was very interesting. Uh, it's very, um, it, it was a little bit, um, it was quite different. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, it, it's, yeah, all talks had something uh, that you could take away with. I, I also took a lot of notes. And uh, I, I really have to to watch the talks again to, to uh, um, just to get them to get them back in and to try and uh, get the best out of each of uh, each each one. But basically, I ended up I left the the conference with my head full full of inspiration for uh, working on my conlongs again. Mm-hmm. So um, let's actually hear from. Uh, some people who gave the talks. So we had, um, 
Gray Richardson, uh, here talks, talked a little bit about, um, uh, categories in the, in, in his talk. And, uh, I'll just play that. So I'm here with Grayson Richardson, who just gave a really long talk about categorization in conlangs. And it's, honestly, I've heard of some of these things, and independently, so it's really great to have that all in one big, long story. How long did you work on that? Oh, for years. So you've been interested in these sorts of languages. Yeah, but the, the speech on and off for like maybe two years, okay. but not as much as I should have. So, uh, as a representative of Fiat Lingua, I have to, at this point, officially request that you write that up uh, for Fiat Lingua so that we can publish that and so that information will be saved for the world. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, did that one come through? No. No. No, okay. it, it looks as if the, the volume gets down after the first second and then it goes, uh, uh, goes to, uh, you got the volume first and then it goes to zero. And oh so we my. can't hear anything. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I don't know what is causing that. It may be just, um, uh, I can try to play, uh, yes, I'll save it. Um, try to do that in a different way. Um, but, uh, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, basically, we, um, he gave a big talk about categorization. And, uh, William, I believe at the end you invited him to, um, to, uh, publish something on Fiat Lingua. But, uh, yeah, he, he wasn't talking so much about, categories as the way they get used in Engelings through time. So he, I mean, we've all heard of Wilkins, we've all heard of Lojban, but he, uh, you know, that sort of engineering language system, we've all heard, and we even did a show on Aoi, um, and we can talk about Aoi in a bit, because that was sort of interesting later in the, in the conference. Um, he just brought all of the history together and, uh, mentioned some things even I hadn't been fully aware of in the situation of how these things develop. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought that was interesting and would be useful to people to have all in one place right. um, rather than spread out all over the place, which is what yeah. we have now. I agree. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. Really inter interesting talk. Really interesting. Mm -hmm. Good uh, good overview of, uh, of the specific... Uh, 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 question about categorization and uh, philosophical languages yeah it, i i i uh i had some trouble following it here but um i got that he was he went from all the way from aristotle to like current uh right stuff. yes so it's it's, it's yes. a very big historical yeah, I have to say, as I am currently in transition from uh, being an engineer to becoming a, a machine learning uh, uh, expert, uh, especially in uh, expert, uh, trying to learn about natural language processing, I, uh, I found this talk really interesting because that's not only interesting for, for, for my conlanging, but also for my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, 
Yeah. George, what happened? I'm fine. Okay. I'm just, I just uh, heard a so and then nothing. Yeah, I'm trying to see what um, what goes on. Um, here's uh, Joe Windsor. He's the guy. He was like a contact there. Yeah. Um, right at, yep. at Calgary. So um, let's play a little bit of, from him. It was an incredibly rewarding experience to organize it. Um, incredibly nerve-wracking for the last couple of weeks leading up to it, but it's all been worth it. Um, today, today was almost without a hitch. The, uh, the technology failed us at the end, but um, other than that, the talks were amazing. The, the live Twitter stream was going crazy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So there's a, a lot of buzz about it, and quite frankly, I am insanely excited to go see the movie right after this ends. <laughs> right, which is uh, 12 minutes away. A little bit longer than that. Oh, is it 7.30? 7.30. Okay, good. Then I don't have to panic. <laughs> All right, good. Thank you. And that was Joe, Joe Windsor. All right. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So he's just talking about the um, how, how well the conference seemed to go off. And it seemed to be going very well for you guys. Uh, for those of us who were streaming, the first day was pretty rough. Um, but the the second day, things got sorted out a little bit better. Oh, well, not everybody agrees. Some <laughs> people had more problems in the second day than the first day. So that's, oh, really? Uh, okay. I didn't, I didn't have as many problems in the second day. Um, but I, I guess it, it may... Uh, depend on how how people went um and uh he mentions a twitter stream well i was live tweeting myself and there were several people who were who were tweeting about what's going on uh we uh came up with uh a couple of hashtags but i don't think they caught on much <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I didn't check my uh, my uh, uh, my Twitter feed because I currently I'm without a, a Twitter mobile app since the last one just was crap and I can't find a good one, so I, I forgot to check that. Uh, check that. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. And then we have another person who was involved, uh, Lindsay Rax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, who got um, some some interesting things to say. So I'm here with uh, Lindsay Rax, a nice, you know, H-R-A-C-S, if you want to contribute to it. So uh, are you a conlanger or are you just someone who was dragged into helping or, or how did you come here? Um, so I'm actually on the panel on Sunday. Oh, good. Um, I work with Angel Langs in the lab, um, an acquisitionist, uh, linguistics, language acquisition, and so we use Angel Langs. I already ordered. Oh, yeah, sorry. Can we pause for a second? Yeah. Could I please have a wild turkey wear a prayer read on the rocks? Yes, so I work in a language acquisition lab um, at UFC, so I'm a PhD student in linguistics there. Um, I also developed a language that I used for work in my master's thesis that I call Hungarian Prime, which is essentially a really stripped-down version of Hungarian that I use to test specific so I take natural languages and alter them to do specific things in a lab setting. And so 
so the panel on Sunday is the what the relationship between Conlangs and the Academy, and a lot of our research that comes out of this lab deals with these Angelangs and how people learn specific properties. What do you think about the movie? It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, for me really interesting because I met all of these people uh, last night and today, and then I got to see them on the film. And so I'm really new to this community, um, and so for me it was really great uh, getting to you know the stories and things. Great uh, getting to to this community, um, and so for me it was um, and so for me it was really great uh, getting to you know because I met all of these people uh, last night and today, and then I got to see them on the film. And so I'm really new to this community, um, and so. For me, it was really great uh, getting to, you know, the stories and things like that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I might have to cut that one down a little bit. <laughs> um, and you'll have to ex- tell, tell me what she said because I, uh, I couldn't hear anything in this case. Again, you didn't hear anything. Okay. Um, uh, well, so that was Lindsay Rax, and uh, she was actually on one of the panels. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, what she had done, uh, she was talking about how she uses, um, Angelangs as in her own research, right? Uh, and she uses something called Hungarian Prime. It's, it's basically, you could call it an, uh, it's, it's based on Hungarian and she strips it down a little bit. She talked about this in the, um, the panel discussion, actually. Yeah. And uh, she's not really a conlanger, but she's using sort of a, a constructed language in language acquisition research. I thought that was a very interesting thing. Yeah, there were a few people who were there who were sort of dragged in simply by virtue of the fact that the conference was happening in Calgary. Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, she'd done some stuff in in sense in inventing this Hungarian prime to test... Um, how people might acquire uh, a simplified Hungarian, right? Yeah, she, she, um, it, it was in- interesting to see how Conlanging uh, uh, has uh, how the, the how the academia has changed in regard to Conlanging in the last fifteen years or so. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's if anything, that's the that panel made it really uh, uh, clear. How much of a change there's been in the last decade or so, and if if it's only for that, that panel was really interesting. Yeah. So it was not so much what they did with the uh, the languages that they create the, the uh, with conlangs, but simply the fact that people involved in academia, whether in linguistics or in uh, 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 speech acquisition or whatever, are actually looking at what we are at our stuff. Uh, uh, seriously, rather than seeing it as a waste of time or uh, uh, something that you should be ashamed of doing. Right. So that's, and uh, um, and uh, that was one use that uh, Lindsay in particular has for um, something like conlaying. But uh, even more interesting was like the other three people on the panel it was uh, Matt Pearson and was was Joe on that panel? Let me take a look there. Um, Nathan uh, Sanders, Doug yeah, Paul, Nathan Sanders, um, Christine couldn't make it, so um, so Matt Pearson replaced her, and then Doug Ball. And uh, it, there was a lot of talk about 
using conlangs in the classroom, uh, either a conlanging course, which is becoming more popular. Uh, you know, David Peterson recently taught one and there's, there's a lot of people, uh, who are doing that sort of thing. Um, or there's the, the, um, uh, you just using conlang examples in the class, like, like creating, uh, analysis problems in a constructed language, which, uh, I find kind of interesting. Um, definitely like something I might want to generate as I, uh, move into the academic life, sort of generate some conlang because the one thing about the conlang examples is you can guarantee that nobody in the class knows this language beforehand, right? Right. Yeah. And you so. can control the difficulty of the example and focus in whatever it is you're testing, like some sort of morphology or phonological change. You can simplify the problem to be exactly what you are wanting to test and teach. Right. That's, that's true too. Languages are messy and, you know, uh, eventually you do need the students to, to handle some more messy data, but. Sure. Uh, real, real language examples, uh, often it's hard to find very clean ones that, that tell you specific things. So, uh, it can be a bit of an, an issue, right? Um, so let's, let's, uh, move on from that. Um, uh, we have an interview with Paul Fromer. Uh, he was there. Um, he didn't give any talks, but he was there, I think, with the, the film people because he's. Yeah, but he also did attend the, the entire program as well. Right, right, yeah. right. So I'm here with Paul Fromer. How have you enjoyed your first day ever at a conlanging convention? I've got to tell you, I've been very impressed. It really was a wonderful experience. There were great presentations. I mean, the level of erudition and passion in that room is extraordinary, and I learned a lot, and uh, I hope it won't be my last. Yeah, great. Ready for the movie, the documentary? Well, I kind of have seen it. You have, but yeah. I, um, but to see it with a, I, an audience see it with an different. audience like this, yeah. This is a world premiere, and I'm, I can't wait. Great. Thank you. You can see I'm not doing these in chronological order because uh, uh, there were some people who had seen the movie and he hasn't seen the he hasn't he has seen the movie but not the the premiere right uh, but uh, uh, so that was Paul Fromer that was his first time at an LCC but yep. he's saying he he might he may come back and he really he likes the the level of discourse here. Yeah, it, it 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 was actually great to having uh, to have him uh, uh, around. It's uh, what can I say? It's is is uh, I I actually do hope that he uh, one day give it uh, actually give a talk, try give a talk for ne for next conference. That would be uh, uh, that would be great. But having him around and I, he had a lot of pointed, interesting questions during the talks. He uh, he really participated, so that was that was great. Yeah, yeah, having on board. That was definitely good. And speaking of the movie, uh, you picked up, uh, I think, a little bit of Britain's nervous jitters before the move, the movie. <laughs> right. So let's, let's listen to that. 
So we're here at the dinner before the premiere of conlanging, the art of creating tongues. Yes, we are, with the kind of nervous director. Yes. And are, are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. But I, I, we're, we have a mixed audience tonight because we have the fullest room of conlangers probably ever. Right. Plus, we're bringing you into contact with the general population. <laughs> How many people from general have signed up? We don't know yet. The door there'll be tickets for available at the door too, so we don't know what the total count is yet. But should be well over a hundred people. Oh, good. So we'll see. We're we don't know yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Thank you. So that was Britain talking about you know the premiere was going to be uh, everybody at the LCC, but there's also tickets sold to the general public and uh, right. He was getting a little bit nervous about that. Uh, how did it? How did it go? Like uh, he was saying, about a hundred people. How many people were there? And yeah, it's hard for me. To, I didn't count, and I didn't find out what the numbers were. Um, conference attendees got in free, and then tickets were sold to the public. Um, there had been a few radio spots um, the previous day. Um, in local radio, so that might have generated some visitors, and then as you know, friends of people. So I would guess there were at least as many non-conlangers in the audience as conlangers, and possibly more. I, I think so. When I when I entered the, um, I was one of the first of the of of of, of the LCC attendees to to enter the uh, uh, cinema uh, uh, room when we uh, when we arrived, and I noticed that it was already well well. Uh, it was not full, of course, but it was already well intended. I was surprised to see that many people, that many non-conlangers, uh, actually paying, tic- uh, paying tickets to just to attend. That was uh, that was surprising, and the uh, the reactions were uh, afterwards were also extremely interesting. The questions were pointed. The questions were good. I think I think that was uh, uh, the. The, the the people, even those who actually said that they came in without nothing, knowing anything about our uh, about conlanging, about our art and craft, came out with actually a good idea of what what it is we do. So uh, for this, I think the the documentary was uh, was a big success. It's a big su- success. It's 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 not really for us, for us conlangers. It's really more for the general audience to understand what it is we do, but even we can uh, enjoy watching it. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's that's absolutely uh, the the I I I uh, well that's that's a rising in, uh, endorsement. I did see a an early draft of it, and it looks looked like it was coming together pretty well from that. But uh, I am anxious to actually see the online release. And I'll I'll watch it with my wife here and and uh, see what uh, she thinks about it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to do that with my husband as well. I'm really curious to see his reaction. Yeah, um, but uh, so you're saying that the the general public in the audience seem to gen- sort of uh, get things and and uh, oh, yeah. appreciate the film. That's that's good. Um, uh, that's definitely. Uh, positive thing uh, that's a good thing uh, and I'm so glad that um, that Britain managed to make this thing and 
hopefully we can disseminate it as far as we can. I uh, hope so, and I um, I know he's gonna uh, it's gonna be shown at Worldcon in Finland in a few weeks, um, and I really hope that uh, it's it's gonna get a lot more uh, dis- uh, some kind of distribution that uh, because this is something that needs to be shown to uh, to more people to uh, to to create awareness basically of uh, what is and I think that's. So far, that's the the best thing that's ever been produced to create awareness of, among the general audience of what it is what we do. Well, it's supposed to be online sometime in August. Probably not by the time that this episode is out, but as soon as it does come out, I will uh, try to um, let people who follow us on social media and stuff know. Um, and in the next episode, maybe I can mention it. So... Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on there. Um, uh, a little change of gears. We just have somebody, uh, Chris Borillo. 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 Okay. Yep. Uh, you, you had some difficulty with his name anyway. So let's, let's right. play his. All right, so I'm here with Chris Borillo, which I screwed up again this time, sorry. (laughs) After the first day of the conference, eating marvelous pizza ready for the documentary. How have you enjoyed yourself so far? I really enjoyed, uh, you know, hearing uh, and uh, listening to all the uh, various aspects of Conlang. There were many things of uh, the Conlang process that I haven't really uh, thought of looking at through, uh, you know, particular uh, viewpoints, such as uh, the presentation of uh, Conlang through the uh, eyes and the lens of uh, actors. Right. So, yes, uh, that was really exciting. Yeah, it was good. And are you feeling well slept for tomorrow? I am going to definitely be well slept for tomorrow. Uh, William, you were saying something before I played. I was going to say, anytime I see a double L in a romance language, I'm never quite sure how I'm supposed to go. Because it <laughs> might be even different from dialect to dialect. So, Well, yeah, um, there are a few Spanish dialects that preserve the, 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 the palatal lateral even, and then others that go... Uh, ya or sha or sha. Yeah, all sorts of fun. Anyway, yes. But anyway, so beyond the name, uh, so he was just talking about, uh, there were some things that he hadn't thought about before that are, that are interesting, like, um, uh, we already mentioned the, the, um, the, 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 the one about act, acting. So that was the performative, Embodiment of Conlang's constructing characters with Kristen Tegar and Alan Anthony Morian. I just wanted to say that because uh, uh, I really do want to actually say, you know, credit people's names. But uh, they had... So let's talk about that one because the, the interesting thing was that the 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 conlang was built into the world building of the play and it's a sort of an odd scenario it's a post apocalyptic scenario where there are there is a matriarchal culture and they're putting on uh a shakespeare play what play was it 
the Taming of the Shrew, Taming which of makes the it Shrew. even more interesting to have an all women warrior band doing it. Yeah, and and some some male invaders come in, and the men speak a different language. Yep. So, um, they they talked a lot about how having the the men's language be different uh, was part of their characterization and and uh, othering those characters and all sorts of things. Yeah, it was good. I mean, they talked about how the audience, you know, responded to that because it could easily become very alienating. But they they made it all work. It was it was a very good, interesting talk uh, about how to to do this. And I don't normally think about the process of how do you put together a play like this. Um, right. So that was f- fun to to hear as well. Yeah, one thing yeah. I was. I, hmm? Yeah, that's it was it was interesting to see how things were not uh, uh, were were built upon. As they were uh, uh, setting things up, as they were repeating, they were just adding things. The uh, saying uh, that everybody had their uh, their part in it, saying the actors ask, asking for something. Uh, one actor asking actually, uh, who was on his last uh, year uh, uh, there, actually got a special uh, uh, monologue in the language, especially because he wouldn't be there next year. It would be uh, th- those kind of things. Th- that was really interesting to see how such uh, a performance is put together. Yeah, and it is interesting uh, that they talked about, uh, like some of the audience said that they paid more expe- attention to the the Shakespeare play within a play uh, because they could understand that where they couldn't understand the. Uh, the invented language, right? And Where play, Shakespeare is already pretty difficult for modern English speakers. Right, right. I, I have, I have, uh, I think I've made this point before. I, um, don't like reading Shakespeare's plays. I like, I, I, I will watch them being performed. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's better to get the, the contextual information by watching the performance, and then you can understand what's going on a little bit better. Um, well, well, basically, I'm I'm French and Dutch, so basically Shakespeare does nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have really no no. I have no cultural connection with it. It simply does not absolutely nothing to me. And the uh, uh, Anglo-Saxon. Uh, 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 he, uh, I don't know how to call it this, uh, um, can't find my words, but this uh, uh, putting Shakespeare on the pedestal like that, I, I basically don't understand any of it, but uh, that's probably just me. Well, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a thing. Um, we, I have talked about this on the show before, too. We, um, when I ha- we had the... Um, it was sort of language in society or language um, and identity episode, was it? I, I, I'll have to look that up, but uh, it was the, the one that I had recently with Jake Malloy. I, I, I talked a little bit about that. Shakespeare, it just is that he is one uh, sort of author that has been elevated in the culture and um not to say that he, he he's not it, he, he's 
his um work is not good it's just to say that um i don't know what what all the factors are that this particular person is like you know referenced by everybody and everybody uh knows about them him and everybody uh who considers themselves sort of cultured is supposed to appreciate Shakespeare and have like taken Shakespeare classes in in college and all sorts of things. So, yeah, it was funny when I was uh, I uh, I came back home only on uh, Thursday basically. I stayed a few a few days uh, longer and I visited Calgary and while I was visiting there I was on uh, St. Patrick's Island just so walking around and I actually saw uh, uh, a theater troupe rehearsing a Shakespeare play uh, outdoors. So, yeah, that was uh, not expected, but... Yeah, I don't really, know. Really, they're not, they're not constantly putting on plays by Moliere in francophone regions? Nope. Nope. No. Okay. No. It's a, Moliere is, is well-known, and you'll, and you'll study it, but I've actually never seen a play by Moliere put together. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, to, getting back to complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we went well, on a little bit of a rant there. Uh, yeah. One one thing I would mention is that that actor that got a monologue in the conlang that uh, Christophe mentioned. Um, that's now something you can put on your actor's resume with pride as have done work in invented language. Well, that's it's a valuable skill, right? Right. Well. I'm, not something 10 years ago, even you would have said that this is a valuable skill. I would have believed you, but now it just becomes so. So, um, yeah, they're really, I, I assume from the success of uh, certain TV shows and movies that it's now much more, well, we'll say less disreputable um, than it was before. Well, and that, yeah. and, that, and that turns that shows up both in how linguists are prepared to engage with the subject in the classroom, um, as well as in, in kinds of entertainment i i definitely um yeah well the the things the conlanging has has become legitimized and and seen as this um bigger thing and you know we've always been into it but now uh you know studios are are seeing oh this is a useful artistic tool and actors can well, if there's going to be movies that have conlangs in them, then they may be looking for actors that can do that kind of work. It's, sure. you know, yeah. even, even, you know, being multilingual yourself could help, can help with that. Um, but, but just like being able to go from, a language that has very limited, you know, usage is you, you're not going to hear a whole lot of varied, you know, training tapes or anything, a whole lot of varied material in that language before you are asked to perform in it. Um, so to go from, uh, maybe a little bit of formal instruction, a little bit of teaching you how to sound things out to be able to being able to perform something in a language you don't understand that that is you know what acting with a conlang is going to be uh giving you and you know it's going to be um you know something that actors will have to develop skills in 
Um, so, uh, moving along, I have a couple of little interviews just, uh, going away. So let's start with, uh, Nicolas Campi. <laughs> Nicolas Campi, we're at the end, about to catch a cab. How do you feel? Well, I feel like <laughs> conflicted, many feelings rushing towards me. Uh, I really had a great time. I, I can cannot stress how much of a good time I had. Uh, now I have to think of going back to my, my, my to my city, to my work, to to work something in something that has no relation to languages, <laughs> no relation to colleagues. Uh It's like I, I won't even have I won't even have time to sleep on it. You know, so it's like just going to work. Uh, I feel kind of the, the the blues of of coming down from the conference, but at the same time, it's like it's been a great experience, one of the major experiences that I know I. Would have my life so that, that it's been great I met a lot of wonderful people people has been so kind couldn't be kinder and the, the topics the discussions have been wonderful and it's like yeah I'm a little bit you know conflicted about that <laughs> okay so that was Nicolas Campi just talking about uh, he's headed home now uh, we're talking about the end of the conference and uh just talking about he's kind of getting the blues because he has to leave the codlanging world and go back to <laughs> his job that is has nothing to do with it I, yeah. I i had kind of that same feeling at the uh, at the end of the conference especially the the last day i was in calgary that uh, I, I i was based, i was kind of down mm-hmm. that's uh, the, you, you for for two well through Two and a half days, basically, because it starts uh, for me. It started on uh, on Friday afternoon. Uh, you're in that kind of um, of 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 a cloud where suddenly everybody you you talk to actually uh, uh, knows what you talk about and doesn't get bored after two minutes <laughs> uh, talking about uh, 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 morphology or whatever you you want to talk about. Um, and then suddenly, after after that, you get back to the real world, where uh, most people are just not interested. So uh, I've, I've felt kind of down just leaving this uh, this bubble. Yeah, I, I feel that I'm a little lucky in that here in Madison, once a month, basically, I can go hang out with other people who do this. Yes. Um, and, so I have a little outlet. <laughs> that a lot of other people had. When I arrived late Thursday, and I just started hanging out in the hotel lobby on uh, Friday with the expectation that I would either see someone I know or I would hear some conversation that would tell me, ah, yes, the conlangers are here. Um, in this particular instance, it was um, someone wearing a WUG shirt, which was, I thought was a pretty good guess that, <laughs> you know, that that person would be a conlanger. And it was. Uh, but I felt like I, I had conlanging explode all over me. Because <laughs> all sorts of people who have no very little opportunity to talk about this uh, again without you know boring people to death were just uh, it was a torrent of conlanging and and language related things uh, so yeah it was pretty it was pretty fun yeah talking talking with our our monthly group uh, the Madison conlangers here definitely helps helps a lot uh you know i haven't i didn't experience what you guys experienced at the conference i did experience on twitter where um 
I was tweeting from the Con Langry account and, and people were replying from me, uh, uh, to me and talking about all this and, and, uh, and I was in the chat room and, and all that stuff. But, you know, getting to be in that place must be, uh, a very special thing. Uh, it's electrifying. It's, it's, it's basically electrifying. You're, uh, you're in a, in an environment where suddenly, um, uh, Everybody's interested in the same thing as you are, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's uh, uh, I've I've seen it all, uh, three times already, and it's uh, it's there's nothing quite like it. And and uh, of course, if you have a, a, a monthly meeting, that uh, feeling will be will probably be slightly uh, less strong. But for so, someone like me who sees uh, who otherwise only ever interacts with Conlangers through. Uh, through a computer, that's that's that that is quite something. That's it can be overwhelming, right? But a good overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. No, it's still quite a different experience being at a conference with you know seventy plus people <laughs> or whatever the final number was, um, and, and sixty three, sixty three. Okay, sixty two yeah. people, um, and and our small crew. Yeah, that, that, and it's that it's the most we've had so far. So wow. it's uh, well, we might get more. Next time. <laughs> so far, we've always managed to get more, so let's yeah. hope so. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the last person who, again, is talking about what's going to get, happen as they leave is John Quijada. All right, I'm here with John Quijada. We're waiting for our cabs to go home. Uh, hi, Bill. Um, just letting everyone know that this was one great conference. I've been to five of the seven, and... Uh, I think this one might be my favorite uh, for two reasons. One, the um, quality of the talks overall was at a very good, a very high level, um, and very interesting and really entertaining. And the diversity of the talks, you know, in terms of subject matter, style, approach, was um, you know just kept it really interesting. And I think the uh, interaction between the uh, attendees was the strongest I've seen uh, at the five. Uh, LCCs I've been to, so uh, which of course is you know that's that's where the real fun is is yeah. you know meeting people you know only online, meeting new faces, um, seeing how into their work they they are and how beautiful their work is and and hearing their feedback on your own work and um, spending time with them and uh, it was all just really wonderful. Everything was very comfortable as far as the facilities, um, the organizers Joey and and. Uh, company uh, really ran a tight ship and managed to herd the cats beautifully, so that was impressive. Yeah. So I'm feeling really, really good and on a high this morning, uh, just thinking about all the memories I have of this weekend. What about the documentary? Oh, of course, that was the cornerstone of the weekend, and uh, and uh, I, I I couldn't be more pleased. It, it accomplishes everything you would think such a documentary needs to accomplish. Professional, you know, beautiful looking, poignant, uh, uh, varied, and to see the the range and scope of activities and artistry and craftsmanship and emotions and motivations that go with the people involved in our craft is truly humbling and astounding. Thank you. Right. So that was John Quijada, and he just sort of summed up everything uh, very well. 
you talked about things that we've talked about here. The, the, the diversity of the talks was really great. Uh, he said that this was the best one, uh, yet, right? And, um, the, he said the diversity of the talks was really great. He said the, 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 the community was really great. Um, the documentary was really great. Overall, he had very positive feelings while he was headed home. So I think that goes for the two of you guys, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, w- one point he made about how people were interacting well was sort of interesting to me. I've not been to other, um, uh, at, this was my first uh, and only so far LCC. And it did seem like some of the people who are less into the deep uh, excitement in linguistic technicalities, I think sometimes seemed a little intimidated by that or would uh, made the effort to say, well, I don't know about that stuff. So despite that, people were interacting well, and I and I'm certainly hope no one felt, you know, left out by that. But I'm not sure how we can... Uh, reduce that, right? Different people conlang for different reasons, and I don't think it's a requirement to have a PhD in linguistics to do this. Um, you know, just an enthusiasm, and, and uh, it's impossible to not learn things while you're inventing a language, um, especially if you're involved with online communities. So that's the only thing I noticed is is a little bit of a uh, an intimidation factor for some of the high technical stuff. Well, as a someone who doesn't have a PhD in linguistics uh, uh, will tell you I the intimidation is present but I think the, the community as it is handles it very well and I've talked to, uh, to to people who were also were saying they were coming for the first time and or even parents so who had uh, uh, basically very little to uh, uh, who were there because their son or daughter was there um, and they said that they felt very welcome as well, good. So that uh, I think the, the uh, we as a community are uh, are, are handling this part rel- relatively fine, as, as as fine as it can be, as it can be done. Now we we, we actually got uh, uh, quite a lot of uh, comments. At least Joy said that uh, the volunteers, for instance, who are not necessarily. Uh, uh, Involved in colony at all? We are really surprised by how welcoming our community is, and uh, uh, how we are uh, uh, we, we try to include everyone, even those who are, uh, well, like you say, not into the technicalities of uh, of uh, colonizing. Yeah. But I mean, our first speaker, Lisa Marowski, uh, Marowski was uh, basically a complete newbie. She hasn't really created language yet. She was just talking more uh, uh, philosophically, philosophically about uh, what Konangi was and what it could be. Sure. And uh, sure. she was just as welcome as the as the rest of us. So I think we are. I think in this matter we are doing fine there there is differences but uh, there's differences in any kind of community sure yeah um and there's so there's some people there's different people are interested in different things some people are more interested in the technical challenge of creating a language some people are more interested in the world building possibilities or um there might be Langers that want to try like radically different types of language. It's, it's all kinds of things. I, you know, being a linguist, I really did enjoy some of the more 
technical talks, like uh, uh, the the more technical talks, your talk, William, and um, uh, Joey's talk um, is actually uh, which? Uh, where was that? The um, yeah, theory selection, conline construction. Because he was covering something that I wish I would have covered because uh, like I I have had the idea to write a a fiat lingua paper on precisely that topic of using uh, contrastive hierarchies for a conlang phonology. Um, I, I did a little bit of that with uh, to figure out my um, vowel harmony in in estatiki uh, is what it's called now. Middle pahren was what I used to call it. So, um, I definitely see the potential in that, but not everybody has to use that. It's sort of, uh, you can go as deep as you want in that sort of theory stuff. It can definitely help you to find some, some interesting ideas you have never thought of. Um, I, I, I actually kind of would warn people to be careful going into those sorts of things a little bit because they can also lead you down sort of weird alleys too. So it's, it's good to try to think of like, what can't this be used for versus what can this be used for? Uh, but yeah, um, I, I enjoyed the technical talks. I enjoyed the, the other talks, the the more world building talks. Uh, let me. My apologies. My memory is very terrible, so I'm I'm just referring <laughs> to the schedule. Um, yeah, you're, you're thinking about I I, I think uh, Margaret uh, Wansel Green who, who yes. had uh, an interesting talk about uh, the the cone world she created. Um, yeah. Uh, or something like that. I, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I'm pronouncing it right. That was uh, one of the, uh, of 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 the last talks of the second day, I believe. Yeah, is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That 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 of... that was very good. Um, yeah, sociolinguistic elements of constructed languages in a constructed world, and sociolinguistics can get technical too. But uh, the it was very interesting. All of the choices that she made, uh, some of them. Maybe different from the kinds of choices I would make. Um, but, uh, she was very interesting in terms of, you know, uh, I, I was very interested in like the one culture that there was a breakaway conservative movement that actually like revived some like politeness forms that were dying. So that, that was sort of an interesting detail in her world that she built in. It was, um, uh, so again, world building elements. There, there were technical linguistics talks. There was, um, again, Jim Hopkins just talking it in Atlani. I, I wish the audio was better so I could have hurt him better. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, the Sheldon Ebler with the, the weird, um, prime number based language with knots. No. Yep. Mathematical knots. Yeah, that's. Uh, it was an interesting talk. It was. It. It was a funny talk as well. It was. He was. Uh, he could. He could bring it really well. And. Um, um, yeah, I like that he at one point referred to the knot representation as knot sentence. <laughs> uh-huh. I. I just. I just. I just like the the him talking about the evolution of that and talking about like 
these aliens changing their size, but then also talking about, well, um, when you get into a complex sentence, once I've done all this stuff, uh, things get really, really big. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, and then going into the knots, I, I didn't quite understand, are the three-dimensional knots a writing system, or is this like what he ended up with the language because the size changing was unwieldy? I, at, some, this some... point, at, the, at this point, I don't think that's quite a, uh, that you can it's you can call it a writing system but it's basically um yeah it's difficult at this point i don't know if we can you can talk of it as if, if as if it's a writing system it's it's just completely out there it's something completely new <laughs> which is uh, uh, which is kind of a writing system for the for the language but it's basically a language on its own right that's interesting so yeah there was a, a a lot of interesting stuff, and um, uh, we haven't even talked about uh, uh, Kevin Keith, who's talked uh, to us about uh, uh, media medieval linguistics, something I had never heard about that it even oh, existed. Oh yes, oh, and that 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 sort of that is such an interesting talk, mainly because of what you can do world building wise. Because one thing I kind of have never developed, but I may, I will want to try is think about how my speakers talk about language, right? Yep. And like I have some ideas from, uh, what I've learned about, uh, like the history of language analysis in China with like things like rhyming tables and fancy and that sort of stuff. I didn't know so much about the, like the medieval, uh, um, you know, philologists or whatever you would call them, grammarians. Uh, but, uh, that's, that, that's an interesting thing to me. It's just the idea of how did this, these ideas develop? And even modern ideas of linguistics are not culturally neutral or anything. They have a history. They have biases that they have. Uh, but yeah, all kinds of things. And you had, um, uh, just to, to throw out there, um, you had Cy and Alex talk about un unals. That's another, that's a written only language, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Had, it's a, hmm? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a 2D language, uh, uh, meant to use the whole page and being nonlinear. Right. At the extreme. That's, that, that was, uh, thrown in, thrown in at the last moment because, as uh, you said at the beginning, Kristen Schreier should have been uh, giving a talk, but unfortunately, she was uh, she was homesick. She did something that is uh, extremely linguistics, which was to catch malaria while on a field uh, uh, linguistics trip uh, uh, to Papua New Guinea or something like that, if I remember yep. correctly. Yep. And I hope that she will have an opportunity to give that talk because. Uh, me some, too. Sometime because that that someone from that planet might be in the audience is something I would have loved to listen to. But what Cy and Alex Alex did was was really great as well, and I was interested by sort of the problems they have with trying to have a conversation in a nonlinear language when conversations are inherently linear, right? Uh, yeah. You, so it the, that's an interesting uh, issue and. Um, trying to think um 
so uh other one that um uh I just had one that sh- stuck out to me. Oh, uh Jeffrey Brown was another one that st- stuck out to me. He talked about Baha'i and Baha'is. Baha'i, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I see that apostrophe and I want to separate yeah, them. Just, it's in English, we just pronounce it Baha'i. Okay, so Baha'i, um, and one of the tenets of Baha'i is try to move toward an international auxiliary language. And Oh, no, 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 this is very important. It, it as scripturally predicts that at one point a world language will become available... And right. when that is the case, then you should use it. That's the whole point of his argument, is not that they should be working toward it necessarily, but that it is it is foretold. No, yeah, yeah, yeah I was I was getting to that. It was it's not that's what I gave is sort of the, the perception of it, but it that it gets more uh the way I put it on Twitter, and I don't know if it captures totally what his thesis was, um, is uh Baha'i don't want a, a a lang the what it what is it Baha'i don't want an Oxlang to um unite the world. They want a united world to create an Oxlang, right? Or they they predict that it will happen. Right? Yeah, that sounds that sounds yes. Yeah, yeah. They 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 just want peace in the world, and then after peace in the world happens, then maybe we'll work out this language issue. So that that was that was just an interesting idea getting that perspective from someone within that. Yeah, uh, and it so. shows against the again the diversity of talks we had because mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah, just thinking about it I don't I don't know if we could have had such a kind of talk even at uh uh Two LCCs earlier, even f- yeah, maybe uh, at the last LCC it could have been possible. But the the diversity has grown so much. It's 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 credible what people have been doing with with our uh, conlangs or thinking about conlangs in uh, different ways that makes this uh, 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 this possible. It's it's uh, it's a great time to be alive in the conlang <laughs> world. Yeah, yeah. That we had at least two talks. Specifically about uh, the history of conlanging, or you know, conlanging in history, um, with a third one, which was um, Kevin Keats' um, sort of scholastic linguistics and, and how that might uh, inform conlanging. Not, you know, necessarily there to teach us about the scholastics, but uh, to, to point something out that or might be of interest to conworlders. And I, I think there there is um, also the history of conlanging itself is. Gaining a lot of interest. We, William, the two of us know, uh, someone who's working on, uh, a big history of, of conlanging. And there's, there's a lot of talking about people sort of getting more interested, I think, in, like, the, the broad history of it. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's good to have that, that, ref- especially from within the community, that self-reflection of where does this idea of creating a language come from and how has it changed over time what the goals of 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 the conlangers are what what their idea about ideas about language were throughout time it's it's an interesting and and somebody needs to start catching this stuff because already people within our lifetimes who have done this at, at an important juncture 
I'm thinking in particular Victoria Frumpkin and the Bakuni language, and also, I guess she did the language for Blade, right? She's she's died, um, and that was just you know in the in the 70s and, and 80s. So we're already starting to to lose some of our history if we don't start writing stuff down. Although, uh, are we going to talk about the relay a little bit because there was an interesting history going on there as well? Um, you know what? Uh, I have to admit that I skipped the relay. I had um, you know. It's difficult to get through the entire conference when I am at home and there's a baby there. So. There's a baby, right. So yeah. the, the relay was fine. The normal entertaining things that happened in a relay happened here. Um, uh, Christoph, uh, while me and uh, Nicolas were at the airport, we think that there should be stories about Colleen. Yes, yes. A, char- a character appeared out of nowhere uh, for two or three versions of the story. But yeah. what, what was most interesting to me and what I'm re- referring to historically is one of the attendees of the conference was Andrea Patton. Um, she is the daughter of John uh, Weilgart, who is the guy who invented Aoi, oh. the language of space. And she did one of the relays. Oh. And... And as uh, and and everyone got up and spoke their conlang. So you know, as John Quijada said, this may be the first time a uh, legacy conlang has been used in a relay. Yep. Right. That's, so that was very, that's interesting. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Um, I participated in one relay before, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the relays are exact exactly for me, but the, definitely. Uh, I need to go back and 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 uh, and watch that on the video again because the you know it can be entertaining. What kinds of things happen? It was really entertain- entertaining. The the well, like uh, like Sarah said, at least it didn't turn into um, uh, uh, a creation myth. Right. <laughs> But uh, especially the second, uh, the second ring, that's where the this Kalin character uh, uh, appeared. Went all kinds of interesting ways. <laughs> well, the first, the first ring, uh, first uh, uh, ring as well. When we said, uh, no, I think that was the second ring when we had the, the uh, uh, river suddenly streaming southward and west, or or and westward or eastward, basically. It started flowing in weird directions. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's uh, it, it 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 was entertaining as it always is. But um, yeah, having uh, Aoi there was uh, it, it, it it was special. I'm I'm sure there've been relays where languages like Klingon and uh, Navi have been used. But uh, Aoi, so it's something special. It's from the it's kind of the previous generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I had to. I had. I remember. Yeah, it was very entertaining. (laughs) Uh, Some partway through the second day, like during break, Paul Fromer comes to me and says, "Um, what is this relay thing?" I'm like, "Okay, here's what happened (laughs) with the relay." (laughs) Well, next time he can participate with Natvi or. Oh, sure, um, sure. Oh, that would be great. Or what else has he created? Uh, Uh, Barsoomian. Barsoomian for. I don't think that's. I think not me would be easier. I don't know how well. Not me probably so. has more development by now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Barsoomian, uh, the way that the 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 um, the movie used Barsoomian 
probably didn't help with it catching on. Plus, the movie was didn't didn't do very well, so the language is not doing as well. I think <laughs> probably, but yep. um, so uh, I think we need to wrap up a little uh in, in a in a in a few minutes. So why don't you guys give me my your final thoughts? Uh, anything that you haven't said that you would like to say. Just do it now. Um, we'll start with Christoph again. Um, yeah. What to say? Um, I'm actually writing something up uh, about my experience because that's, uh, it's not something I can, uh, sum up in just a few words. So I want to have, uh, something written that I can gen- then share to the world to exactly what, how I experienced this. This, it, it, it was special. I'm, I must say, of uh, of the three I participated and one of the three I actually organized, it was it 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 it, it was the 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 best one so far, and uh, I'm not sure how we're going to be able to uh, to top it in the next one. We're going to have to work hard to make this better than it's been. It was, but it was a combination. I think having the uh, uh, the premiere of the conlanging documentary really. Made it special. It really energized the the people. The people because there was uh, a lot of people joined because, in part, because they wanted to see the movie. They wanted to see what it what it had become. So it's uh, it it gave it a special atmosphere. Otherwise, I, basically, as president of the LCS, I would like to uh, to thank everybody who's participated. At uh, uh, whether it's Joey with organizing the uh, all the volunteers, the the speakers. We didn't talk about all the the talks. But for instance, Matt Pearson had a great talk about. Uh, uh, doing without ad positions in uh, his language, Okuna. We had Lindsay Faroja with uh, um, who talk about uh, sound symbolism, and we had something about that in the previous LCC. Which, but that was once again an, a different approach to conlanging, which was really interesting. Which was looking at conlanging as a, as a, uh, as an object of study instead of something we just just do as we do, which was actually. Really interesting to see that people are actually uh, uh, studying conlangs as um, re- as a study point of view and not just to learn them. That yeah. uh, that was and, incredible. And so. Using them, using them for research and education is it's it's a big thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, let me think. Uh, uh, Doug Ball had a, gr- a great talk as well. And um, oh yeah, uh, we didn't talk about Justin Biggie, who uh, uh, attempted to reconstruct uh, Stephen King's high speech from the um, how is it called the, the Dark Tower, uh, the yeah. Dark Tower uh, 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 series, which was also also something completely uh, completely different that you don't see ev- uh, that you don't see every day. So I mean apart from uh, Dothraki from Game of Thrones the such attempts are few and far between. Yeah. Well, I mean there there are often sort of fan efforts to construct things. I was I was interested in his stuff. I might have made some different choices than what he did, but uh, everyone's going to yeah, but it was it was an interesting talk. The it's just sort of the very limited data that he had, and tr- then his attempts to 
to glean something out of that that made any kind of sense was a very interesting uh, yeah. viewpoint. Yeah, um, yeah. Basically, I'll, I'll, I'll just quickly wrap up by saying that it was uh, the, the the breadth of talks was indeed incredible, and uh, I hope. I don't know how we're going to do that, but I hope that for the next LCC, we'll manage to get even as close to the quality of what uh, uh, of what we had had here. But it's it's going to be hard work to get that. Well, we'll we'll have to to see what happens then in two years. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will do whatever I can to get there. Um, uh, first, you mentioned the movie quite. Really quickly, one last thing I want to say about the movie. Um, there was talk at the conference uh, about creating the ergative cut. Right. So um, I think people m- maybe can uh, contact uh, Britain about that, but uh, creating uh, a, a more like hardcore linguistics cut of the film that might be an interesting thing. But you know, so the- so for the, the the point about the ergative cut is at this point. Um, Britain and Josh have spent effectively two years mm-hmm. on and off trying to make this movie. And it's a very professional result. Right. A lot of effort has gone into this. Um, uh, and they <laughs> cannot now spend time um, making yet another documentary right. um, based on the you know 60 or 70 hours of footage they have left that was not used. So they're willing to share that footage and work with people who are prepared to do some of that work, who have the skills to help them assemble a ergative cut. But that's not going to be something they're just going to do on their own. Right. They need help. They need help from other people who who have, have the skills to do that. So um, I guess whenever people um, people who have seen the movie or people who want to who get the movie later, if you want to get some get uh get some of the like raw interviews and try to put together help put together some of the like meteor discussions together for for those of us who would appreciate that then uh i guess you can contact um britain about that uh but that's the that's another thing okay i i interrupted my own segment so let's let's go back william what are your final thoughts? Any any last things you want to say before we sign off? Um, other than this was a great conference, um, I left uh, making notes furiously on the plane home about things that I wanted to do based on what I had experienced at the talk. Um, sometimes from talk, sometimes from you know hallway conversations with so many different conlangers coming to things from so many different perspectives. Um, and I think everyone is going to be really happy to see the documentary. Right. Ever, otherwise, I just, you know, would have to say everything that Christoph said. So my part's <laughs> easy. All right. Um, all right. If that's all, then um, uh, we will link to all the YouTube videos. If you missed the live stream and the conference and, and want to go back to that, um, we will keep you posted on when the um, when the Conlangy film will be available uh, because uh, that's going to be released soon online, and uh, people don't want to miss that. And uh, other than that, uh, thank you all for listening, and I'm going to say happy Conlangy.
Thank you for listening to Conlangery. You can find our archives and show notes at conlangery.com. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash conlangery. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and on Tumblr now. All of those you just find conlangery. Our web space is provided by the Language Creation Society. Our theme music is by Null Device. And our new site was designed by Bianca Richards. 